Hey, Hoff. Why don't you start the movie? Hello. Welcome to another episode of Obscure Chatter. I'm your host, Terry Doty. If this is your first episode, um, if this isn't your first episode, I apologize, but this is also going to definitely help new listeners. Um, I listen to, I listen to and watch a movie, hmm, while you listen to me. It's all very convoluted, especially when the initial idea was for me to have a guest on every week, and we would talk over basically one of the guest's top five movies. Uh, Now, initially, I had started uh, just with that premise, doing the back and forth, but COVID then became very much a thing, and remote sessions are great and such a lifesaver. But I felt really bad about putting my friends through all those technical difficulties that were happening. So for the time being, I'm still alone. So alone. (laughs) But what's up, everybody? It is April. It's my birthday month. And I want to thank everybody who sent me stuff through social media and through my website. You guys really helped make what could have been kind of a crap day. I traditionally don't have the best track record with birthdays. Um, You made it a great day. Uh, I was feeling kind of low at the beginning of the day, which is right on par with birthdays. Um, Steven does quite a lot to help minimize the bullshit but um it's my it was my second uh my birthday is april 4th um it was my second covid birthday and i just uh there was something also because uh, a big thing growing up catholic is wanting my birthday to be on a weekend and that weekend typically falling on easter weekend so nothing was usually open or i would like beg my my mother or my father mostly my mother to be like I still want to party and she would be like no one is going to show up on Easter weekend for a birthday party and she was right the one time I had a really big turnout my brother's friends showed up it was the worst. <laughs> it was the worst so now um I get to celebrate whenever the heck I want and through, uh, last year was Keanu Reeves themed. This year was Brendan Fraser themed. And, um, pardon me. Um, yeah, that was a lot of fun. Just chilling, watching Brendan Fraser movies. Uh, I did get the inkling to go out, but then I remembered it was Easter Sunday. So exactly on my birthday was Easter Sunday. So nothing was open anyway. And, you know, COVID. Which I'll still, I have gotten uh, a little more brave, and sometimes I'll go with Steven to the grocery store. And sometimes we'll both just be like, no, delivery, blah, 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 blah. But um, I've braved the thrift store here and there. Um, For as much flack as Texas is getting, rightfully so, because the governor lifted the mask mandate and um, has just made a lot of really bad decisions. But we won't get into that. Uh, The places that I frequent still have mask mandates in place. Um, It's been the occasional bit of drama, but 
you know, uh, here we are. So, um, if you've been following me on social media, which is just Twitter, if you miss me through other avenues, please let me know because I do sometimes, I really do miss Instagram, but I don't miss Instagram. I just miss seeing my favorite artists and what my friends are up to. And yes, occasionally what you ate. Sue me. I'm a millennial. I'm 1984 millennial. I'm vintage. It's fuck. <laughs> um, I, uh, and I don't really miss TikTok. TikTok made me feel like crap whenever I did not post. And my more popular posts weren't ever about voiceover or the industry or blah, blah, blah. It was mostly about Tales from the Crypt, which, hey, I'm not mad at it, but it brought some really weird fans my way. And I'm like, I don't know if I like the way TikTok is making me feel, but... I'd love to know if I'm alone in that. <laughs> Maybe I'll just suck it up and go back, but I probably won't. <laughs> but uh, yes, yeah, so if you follow me on social media, you've seen that um, today specifically, which is, oh my gosh, um, oh my God, what's today? Saturday. I posted about uh, Judy, my mother-in-law, who, if you don't recall, um, uh, ended her battle with Alzheimer's and uh, she'd been, I didn't realize how many years we'd always been very vague about the years. Um, but she'd been battling Alzheimer's for 29 years, 29 years when the average lifespan or the, uh, after a diagnosis from what I recall, don't quote me on this from what I'm recalling from my fuzzy gray matter is, 14 years after diagnosis. So she lived 29 years after diagnosis. Um, but uh, she, you know, she passed away on the 20th in January. And then we we very quickly had a, a funeral for her, which I talked about in the last episode. And we won't talk about it, at least. Nah. No, 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 no. We're not going there. But um, now that uh, her... Uh, her husband, Ed, is fully vaccinated, which took some frickin' doing, and uh, we're on our way to being fully vaccinated, which we will definitely talk about here in a minute, uh, or 20, 40, 60, 80. Um, the movie that I'm watching, by the way, is... It's a movie that I didn't realize until a rewatch recently that I quote a lot. Um, it's one of the more, oh my God, Terry, seriously, we're watching this movies that I have under <laughs> like my must watch if you're, <laughs> if you're going to hang out with me and we're just going to like shoot the shit. It, <laughs> it grosses me out even, but it's a ridiculous movie that clocks in at a whole hour and 15 minutes. So, you know, it's good. That's the staple of a good movie, right? Not just an episode, like a one episode special that goes over a little bit uh, over the hour mark. But um, anyways, um, we met up with Ed last weekend and, um, you know, we, we definitely wanted to check in on him. Ed lives about an hour away from us, uh, but close to Stephen's work and we are in touch with him every day. But Ed 
has been, you know, obviously adjusting. Uh, he lost his his best friend, even though even though you know it's coming. I I'd argue that it's actually more terrifying than it taking you by surprise in a lot of ways. Like my dad fell asleep behind the wheel. There's no way I could have prepared for it, especially at the young age of 19. And just having reconnected with my father a couple of years before that, that I was in any way emotionally, physically, mm, oh God, monetarily ready to deal with a death like that. I also became the executor of his estate and uh, really saw what had the ugliness that can come aside when money is involved and a state is involved and, you know, having to hire lawyers and everything. And um, so I used what I've used what I can from those horrible experiences to help Stephen and Ed um, with the little bit of knowledge that I gained along the way. But luckily, Ed and Judy have always been super prepared, and they're not morbid about it. I think it's actually, like, I really do wish, and Stephen and I have talked about this several times, I really do wish more people would not pretend death isn't going to happen. Am I alone here? Where, like, sometimes Stephen and I, like, make these little jokes, you know, forever ago when we were still hanging out with people uh, one-on-one. Um, <clears throat> but... We've, we make these little jokes where I'm like, oh, hey, by the way, if I go first, will you make sure that, you know, Steven doesn't hook up with any of my friends? <laughs> and they're like, that's really shitty. I'm like, well, what? And they're like, you think that Steven's going to uh, be with someone else after you? I'm like, I, I, I want him to continue living his life. And if he meets someone else after I'm gone, that means he's still living and he's still trying and he's got a great big heart. I'm, I, I would love for him to not close himself off, but for some reason that really freaks people out. Or, um, you know, if, uh, if Steven goes first, I'm like, I don't know if the world can handle me post Steven, <laughs> like, what do you mean? I'm like, well, I, I've been treated so well and had such an amazing partner. I'd be even more of an insufferable shit if I re-entered the dating pool. I probably would never date again. And people are like, oh, no, don't say that. <laughs> and I'm like, I <laughs> this seems really like mixed messages, guys. Um, but, you know, we talk about uh, living wills and um, like, I, I've just heard horror stories about friends that are like, yeah, no, we never talked about it. So I didn't know. I'm still, you know, years later finding this from my partner or like this lawyer messaged me. And I didn't know that we had this in our estate and blah, 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 blah. Like talk to people, please. And luckily, Judy was very prepared. Um, but there's this added huhness to it all. Where, you know, after Judy was diagnosed, and she was diagnosed with Alzheimer's from what I'm remembering Stephen and Ed telling me, is she she started messing up a lot at work. And that seems to be like a, a common thing. Um, 
that that start that's uh, when people start kind of going maybe something's wrong. And she very shortly after she was diagnosed uh, retired from. Uh, she worked for the Corps of Engineers. She'd worked all over the the country as well as South Korea and I think Germany for a little bit. Um, but oh my gosh. Uh, something that we weren't prepared for because I I've been with Stephen and I've known Stephen for 15 years and uh, we've been together for almost 15 and in June we will have been together oh we will have been married for uh, 12 <laughs> 12 years and Stephen's listening Stephen's engineering this so I'm like uh, 12 years and I really know that he doesn't give a fuck about that. We've just been together. Some days it feels like we just started dating and then we look at photos and we're like, fuck, we were so skinny. <laughs> um, and we both like operated our lives on pennies because we both worked at Guitar Center. So the pay was complete and utter shit. But, uh, and then other days, it's like, uh, we've only been together 15 years. But anyways, uh, in that time that I've known Judy, uh, she'd always been pretty forgetful. But she was always very aware of her forgetfulness. Like she would say something like, I'm sure you already told me, but how's your mom? Or I'm sure you already told me, but how's work been? Like she always prefaced it with that. And when she asked again, I was never like, oh, we already talked about that. And then just cut it off. And I have seen people treat her that way, which is just fucking bananas to me it's like well, she doesn't know like she doesn't she doesn't have the wherewithal to be like oh right i asked you that sorry my bad like it, it's quite something to have seen um and pretty fucking hard to see without getting really fucking upset on behalf of judy but then judy would be like i don't know it's it's whatever um but as uh as we met up, we met up with Ed last weekend, as I was saying, and we decided to go through Judy's stuff. And uh, I, I don't know. Uh, uh, from personal experience with my dad, I remember my mom's side of the family coming down to south texas my dad lived in a really small town in south texas called three rivers and that was mostly to be closer to his job at the federal prison there uh it's not a place that holds a lot of great memories but my dad did choose to call it home so i'm grateful for that he had his own little bit of land uh down the high down the country road near the prison and uh, a lot of jobs were from there i and honestly it's kind of weird but prisoners sent me like condolence letters it was kind of bananas but anyways um when my family came down to three rivers to help me pack up my dad's house because i i got my dad's house oh when he passed away um i had toyed with the idea of keeping the house but i'm like i'm not going to live here you know uh dallas was considered uh really big city life and I'm not even I don't even live in Dallas I always tell people I live in Dallas but I live in the Dallas Fort Worth area between Fort Worth and Dallas and I yeah I just don't understand it but they uh the people in that area were very much 
Like, oh, you're uh, you're very city. Like, I don't I don't think that. And then I'm not technically from Texas. I was born in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, and everyone really likes to remind me that. Technically, I'm not really a Texan, but I've lived here most of my life, so you can fuck a duck. Um, but as we're like, I knew it was coming. I'd known it was coming for weeks. As my family is packing stuff, that's when it really hits me, like that. You know, as they're packing up my dad's stuff, they're asking me what to do with it, and I'm still very confused, like why they're asking me what I want to do with my dad's stuff. Ask my dad. And I couldn't. There were some really easy decisions to make. Like, what do we do with these Playboys? I'm like, we burn them. We burn them. And there were a lot. Enough for me to get kind of a tan from the burn of them. (laughs) That is not a lie. I got a barrel, put a bunch of... uh, Oh my god. Lighter fluid to those magazines... Uh, probably not the best way to have gotten rid of them, but I just really wanted them not to exist. (laughs) My God, there were just so many. And you know what? High gloss pages or whatever the fuck, when that shit burns, it wants you to know that it was expensive. But... (laughs) Uh, I don't know. There was just moments where they're packing up, like, his kitchen... I guess I I should say, like, my kitchen and, you know, like, packing up, uh, uh, taking down wall art and all the stuff that I probably could have done before my family arrived just to basically put up the house while I was preparing to put it on the market, which is a whole other thing to be, like, 20 at this point and be like, I guess I'll hire a realtor. I guess that's something I'm going to have to do. But it's a small town, so everybody knew my dad. It's like, oh, yeah, no, oh, I remember when I sold this house to him, or blah, 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 blah. It was so bananas. And uh, it wasn't until I just saw everybody moving that I I just had a bit of a panic attack. And my go-to, total TMI. Not, well, not really, but I do talk about my personal life a lot. Obviously, it's a podcast hosted by moi, Terry Doty. Um, if you know me from voiceover, fantastic. If you know me from the other podcasts that I hosted with my friend, J. Michael Tatum, you know, you know, I just, I talk about everything. We've talked about sex. We've talked about love. We've talked about hate. We've talked about shitty people and fantastic people. Like we talk about everything and that hasn't changed. Uh, I've talked about some very personal shit that's happened to me just in the, little bit of time that I've been doing this show, which in June will be two years. Like a lot of shit's happened in this past two years for everybody. And if you, if I need to explain that, I I really would ask you to examine yourself and your life and your choices. (laughs) Because I think I don't, I don't trust anyone that's had a great past year. I mean, or at least like an uber fantastic, you can have a so-so year. Or a kind of good year. But I don't want to hear that you've had a great... That you had a great 2020. I don't want to hear that. (laughs) But... Whenever my parents divorced... 
I, um, or whenever my parents were arguing and my brother and I were like, God, I hope they get divorced because I can't take this. Um, uh, we would typically go hide in closets as to not, uh, so we wouldn't have to hear the sound or we would go to the bathroom, um, and just close the door. Something about the tile and just like sitting in the tub, like a dry tub, it's it's not healthy, and I've definitely spoken about it in therapy. Don't worry. Um, but there's a safety. I don't know. Uh, I can't really explain it very well to not a therapist, but I always felt safe in one. So with everything, um, I went into my dad's closet, his big walk-in closet. My dad had two bedrooms in his house, and I was just surrounded by his smell, which I don't remember what cologne he wore, but it was just, you know, you're, everyone in your life has their own scent, some better than others. Um, so there was a hint of smoke because my dad was a smoker. Um, I was a smoker at the time, which I'm glad I'm not anymore. And I just sat in the dark of this walk-in closet surrounded by his big t-shirts and his, pearl snap button-ups and his western shirts and his stetsons and his boots and his sneakers and his uh uniforms which were always his gray dicky thing and just tried to calm myself even though i knew it was coming i knew that we were going to move his stuff and really like there there whenever a loved one passes you want to keep everything but then, uh, like, you need someone there that stops you from taking everything because it does. It can sound disheartening and and kind of cold. But not everything your loved one owned has value just because it was owned by your loved one. And that's something that took me a while to come to terms with. I definitely brought home to Arlington, uh, which is where I was living. Uh, with my mother, excuse me, um, I'll scratch my ear. Um, I definitely brought more home than I should have. Uh, but then there were things I just knew. I'm like, I'm going to love these later. Uh, some things I took with me when I moved out of my mom's house. Uh, but I was living in a condemned house with three other guys. So there were some things I'm like, can I keep them here until, you know, I'm all, all grown up and get a house. And uh, a lot of that stuff burned up when my mom's house caught fire from a crack in the fireplace. My brother fell asleep with the fire going, not knowing that there was a crack in the fireplace from settling all houses in Texas, uh, or not all houses, a lot of houses, most houses in Texas have a concrete slab foundation, and there's a lot of shifting that happens. And Apparently, just during one of the shifts, the fireplace cracked and fire traveled through the walls and house caught fire. My brother was just lucky enough to wake up in time to get everybody out. But between the fire and all of the efforts to put out the fire, most of my dad's stuff was ruined. And also, like all the decoration, like Christmas decorations and stuff my brother and I had made over the years and a bunch of stuff. But everybody made it out of the house, and that's the most important thing. But <laughs> I was like, oh, man, all these collectibles. My dad was really a Trekkie, 
uh, really into next gen. He had all these commemorative plates and all this stuff. All that was ruined. And, you know, if you guys ever have a lead about some some uh, next gen merch, let me know. <laughs> let me know, please. Um, but all of this is to say uh, my job last weekend was to kind of police Ed and Steven. <laughs> uh, where it's like, a oh, all of this. The great thing about both of them and the Hoffs in general is most of them are very logical. They're, they're very, they feel very strongly, but it's that, you know, still waters uh, run deep underneath. Like when something hits them, you know, it really fucking hits them. So, uh, I, I decided that I was going to go through all of Judy's clothes, uh, like, and the way that I, I posed it was, I'm like, no, you are not going to go through her panties. You're not going to go through all her stuff. Let me go through all of that. We will, you know, we'll throw away a lot of the undergarment stuff and clothes. We'll, we'll donate them. Uh, there's a great organization that we work with, uh, for wounded veterans, um, that um, they they always need sheets and bedding and little furniture pieces and clothes, obviously. So uh, all we did was set up an appointment, and then they come. They actually came today, this morning. Uh, we left stuff out overnight, and they just picked it up before 7 a.m. Uh, just with a thanks for donating. Simple as that. But uh, the big thing that Ed hadn't pardon me, uh, told us about was this, I'm going to call it a hope chest, but you know what I mean? Like those little trunks, um, a hope chest can mean different things to different people. It's typically something that a bride is given, uh, a little bit before she gets married or like the oldest daughter. Um, but for whatever reason, like there's this really cool chest by Lanes. I keep saying by Lanes to people because Ed kept saying, he's like, yeah, I got it at Lanes. I'm like, I don't know what that means, Ed. If you know what that means, awesome. <laughs> but it was a really cool piece, I think, from like the 60s or 70s. Uh, I would say it's something that Ed gave Judy as a wedding present, which is kind of a traditional old school wedding present. But Ed... Because it was Judy's, never opened it. Um, so we'd gone through the clothes, we've gone we'd gone through her shoes, we'd gone through her her coats, her house coats, uh, and there were just things uh the main thing that I saved that I'm going to bring in. It's something that I noticed is every Christmas, uh Judy would always wear Christmas socks, and I found all of her Christmas socks. So I have decided that I will carry on the Christmas sock tradition. I'm not a big fan of Christmas, but Judy was. And so Christmas time is Christmas sock time. If you ever see Christmas socks that scream, oh my God, Terry, really? Send them to me. T-dotally on Twitter. <laughs> I, I'm going to wear them. I'm going to rock them. And there's nothing you can do to stop me. Um... Remember, all of this is for Judy. <laughs> Anyways, uh, you know, we get to this chest. 
And uh, Ed's like, I don't know if you want to go through that today. And you could kind of tell he's like, I'm curious about it, but I don't know. So uh, Stephen and I cleared off the top. And I'm like, okay, here we go. Opened it up. And it, like, completely shocked Ed. And it shocked Stephen. And I'm still wrapping my brain around it. There was a dead body. No. (laughs) Sorry. If you're listening, like, what was in there? Like, uh, uh, secret to life. Um, just a big velvet 42. Um, what's the answer to life? I don't know. Whatever. But it was all these things that had been passed down to Judy, you know? So, like, little odds and ends, uh, a lot of vintage scarves, handkerchiefs, gloves that I don't think even belong to Judy. It's like, I'd never seen one in person uh, from a family member in any way, but I'd always seen, like, girlfriends, like, uh, when I would go to sleepovers that would occasionally have them, like, the 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 really nice, like, uh, hairbrush and hand mirror and comb combo. Do you know what I mean? I usually now only see them in antique stores, but it's all this gold stuff. And Ed was like, yeah, take those, which is very much my style. I think a lot of people think my style is very, like, black and goth. But I actually really love, like, my realtor when she was showing my house before we changed our mind and decided to stay. uh, Very much confirmed. I said, well, the way that um, a friend has described the Dodie Hoff aesthetic is Adam's family meets country life. And she, like, looked around and went, yeah, that's perfect. <laughs> uh, so it's all very country, but it's got very much, like, a creeptastic, like, ah, no one's been in this house for 12 years. I just said that I don't have this, like, very goth, like, hardcore dark aesthetic, but think, like, Deep browns, golds, all that stuff. Anyone that's been to my house, I think, is always very shocked that we have the decor that we do. But all of that is what I'm finding in Ju- in in this chest of Judy's. But then I, I take out like a couple of quilts, and that's when we start finding photographs that Ed didn't know Judy had. Uh, photographs of uh, when they got married. Which, oh, her wedding dress was so beautiful. She was so beautiful. And young Ed is when I see Stephen the most. But I see Judy more in Stephen than I do Ed. And um, Stephen's brother David uh, uh, still very much looks like Ed. Um, But, I mean, that's how DNA works. But, uh when we start kind of thumbing through the photos, that's when we're finding all these odds and ends. We're finding like stuff that Steven's like, this is where this went. Uh, I posted about it on Twitter, but um, one thing is in the early nineties, Steven had submitted something to Nintendo uh, they were looking, Nintendo had been asking for submissions uh, for character design and stuff for 
future installments of Mega Man, and he got a letter back. Judy kept that. It's uh, and even yeah, it said to Stephen, thank you for your creative idea. But I shared that on Twitter and just kind of was like, that's really <laughs> cute. And then um, uh, Stephen's. Stephen used to have a band. He'd been in a couple of bands, but his main band, Judy had a lot of their merch in here. And she had uh, photos of the kids, uh, her kids, obviously, from different stages in their life. Uh, Stephen's uh, uh, cap and tassel from when he, when he graduated and um, a lot of, uh, pardon me, uh, a lot of embroidery that um, her mother or her grandmother or people on Ed's side had worked on or had started but never finished. Very fine things that I'm just throwing around like an asshole. Um, and, wow, just the way that I, I as Stephen and I, the smell and the scent kept getting to the guys and honestly it was getting to me too uh we found like little vials of perfume and um like we would take breaks uh we also i had mentioned it in a previous episode but the day that judy passed we got what was steven's favorite meal his mother used to make which was chicken fried steak mashed potatoes uh we we ordered that took a little break and then went back to working um helping ed come up with a game plan for some other stuff <sighs> because you know uh now that uh ed had been taking care of judy for so long that he'd been neglecting himself in a lot of ways that we we got on to him about but he'd always be like well judy's the focus and now it's like, well, what's your excuse now, Ed? He's like, I have no excuse. Damn it. What do we need to do? <laughs> um, like, oh, this, that, that, that was easier than I thought. Thank God. But yeah, I, the way that I, I see it now, and Stephen agrees, and Ed to an extent, or maybe he didn't want to admit this, but what I think the chest was to Judy initially was, you know, this will be for the, you know, quilts and finer things that I'll, I won't necessarily ever use, but I would love to keep. And I think after her diagnosis, what it became was I want to put this somewhere safe before I forget what this means to me. And Jesus, that's just that it's still a mind fuck to me because I'm trying to put myself in her shoes and I can't. I mean, how can you? to know, to be more than aware most of the time that who you are is going to change and you have no control over it. 
but finding little ways before things get too severe to just remember some stuff. Or even if, and then later on when you're going through stuff, because this stuff wasn't in like chronological order. So this is stuff that I think she occasionally revisited, even if she necessarily uh, didn't necessarily really grasp what she was doing. But there would be times even when we would be over or whatever, she'd be like, what is this? Or where are we? And like, you're home. Like, when did we move here? It did get worse toward the end. Very bad, especially before we had found a place that actually knew how to take care of her. Um, A, a total ta- tangent, but uh, John Oliver, I follow last week tonight. If you don't, or, or if you don't have HBO, John Oliver always focuses his main story on, uh, you know, a particular subject. But he puts the main story on YouTube or last week tonight's staff does that. And there was one on nursing homes. I did a whole thing about the horror that was trying to find Judy in nursing home at one point. And he actually covered the specific uh, nursing home franchise, whatever the fuck you want to call it, that really, really did not work out well. And it's so good that it didn't work out because this was February of 2020 that we almost left Judy in a nursing home. And if you know anything about nursing homes in the middle of COVID, thank God we didn't stick her there. Um, She ended up going to a memory care facility that was very one-on-one, and they knew what the hell they were doing with dementia patients and people suffering from Alzheimer's. Uh, Again, so grateful. But getting back to the chest. (sighs) There were things that we put back in the chest. And I asked Ed, I'm like, you know, do you want us to empty this out? He's like, no, but it it really, it was a big shock to him, the stuff that she kept. And we, we, we brought home some stuff, but we also, the big thing, the thing that took us the longest, honestly, you'd think would have been this giant chest full of all these odds and ends, but it was actually Judy's jewelry box. This woman had at least 70 pairs of earrings. I know because I matched them. (laughs) I matched them all. Uh, (laughs) It was a lot. Holy crap. And I kept just being like, Judy, seriously? Seriously, Judy? (laughs) Some of them were like, I get it, girl. You're from Texas. (laughs) She, I mean, oh my God. I was like, what? And Ed was just cracking up too. Um, and, uh, you know, we, we, we found like odds and ends. We're like, what the fuck is this? Like, what is this? And Ed's like, where did she get this? All the, like a bunch of that kind of stuff. Or, um, one really beautiful thing is, uh, I don't know why, but, uh, you know, as you get older, you know, your sizes and everything change. And uh, I uh, I didn't realize or really catch that uh, Judy only ever wore her band, her wedding band, for a little bit. And then um, sh- uh, the wedding band was gifted to my sister-in-law. But um, Ed showed me 
uh, Judy's wedding ring. And I'd never seen it. And it was something that he was so proud of. He's like, I designed it. And uh, I, I've ne- I'd never seen a set like that before. And I was informed that um, when Ed felt ready, that he would gift it to me. And that, oh, I feel so honored. I really do. Because I, I don't know. When I got married, um, it's not something that I had ever planned on doing. Like, I I always thought about it in the abstract. But when I met Stephen, we got engaged uh, two and a half years later. And we were just talking about taxes. And we were talking about the odds and ends. And it was very much like, did we just get engaged? And like, I guess we did. And we went to, I'm not a jewelry person. Like I have a lot of jewelry, but I'm not like a, I need this. And at one point, Stephen's like, well, we don't have to get you a diamond. We can get you a birthstone. What's your birthstone? I'm like a diamond. <laughs> um, I'm not really big into jewels. Uh, but if they carry a significance to somebody else, that significance does carry over to me. Like, I, re- I do remember that. Um, which is why it's really hard, actually, for me, me to buy used jewelry. Um, like, if there's, like, oh, you know, sometimes you can pick up something and be like, there's a story here. And I don't know. I've seen enough horror movies to be like, I don't think I should buy this. <laughs> but judy's ring was gorgeous but you uh like ed was like i was supposed to give this to you today but i um i'm not ready like that's fine it's you know it's your wedding ring you gave it to her if you're never ready that's fine too but um uh (laughs) it's very sweet and also this beautiful like snowflake ring she had a thing for snowflake judy had a thing for snowflakes angels and a lot of just bejeweled things. I have a giant bejeweled frog pin that I'm very excited about now. <laughs> uh, but we brought some odds and ends home and uh, left a lot of that stuff there and be like, all right, we're going to have to donate in installments. And so we did. And um, uh, we started that process. And Ed's very happy that it went to veterans because uh, he's a vet himself. and. Yeah, I just, I don't know. We uh, sent some photos yesterday, asked some friends if they were interested. I felt like rather than donate jewelry um, to see if some friends were interested and being like, hey, it's totally fine if you're not into this. But, oh, we thought maybe you'd be interested in this piece, blah, blah, blah. This kind of seems like you. Uh, um, A lot of Judy's stuff is gold and I'm allergic to gold. Um, and anything with nickel is hit or miss. Mm, you just, I just don't know typically unless, until I wear it, but, <laughs> oh God, there's something really gross happening on television. <laughs> oh no. Oh no. I forgot about this. No, 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 no. Excuse me. I'm drinking wine. It's six o'clock. Woo. Mm. Oh, that's nice. But yeah, anyways, um, we're gifting some jewelry to friends and uh, going to keep going through some stuff. But <sighs> I just I, I wasn't expecting that. And that's that was the big thing 
until we got there, like Stephen was like, well, what, what can I expect? And I'm like, honestly, I can't tell you what to expect. We won't know what's going to happen until it happens, until we get there. And he's like, I hate that answer. (laughs) Yeah, I do too. And I wish I could be like, oh, you're going to feel like this. And then this is going to happen. And then you'll feel less like this. And then sometimes I'll fuckload more like this. Uh, It just comes in waves. Um, But I think the way that I said it, and it might not necessarily make sense, but it was just something I said in the heat of the moment where he was talking about feeling weak and uh, saying you're enduring and strength is built through endurance. So just remember that when you're feeling weak. Uh, It's not necessarily that you're weak, just having a weak moment. Um, but yes, uh, changing subject a little bit here. Uh, I was happy that Ed got fully vaccinated and I was also, I was seeing all these posts from friends and colleagues and, uh, about like a, Hey, if you need to get the vaccine, let me know. I'll hook you up. And it just felt, I felt so conflicted about that. Uh, for us in Texas, everyone above the age of 16 is currently eligible from what I remember. Those parameters might've changed a little bit. Pardon me. But Ed, being a veteran, uh, was supposed to be going through this specific service and they weren't getting back to him. And so I kept seeing all these friends talking about all these like odds and ends. And I was hearing from other people in my community. And the way that I saw it happening was I saw uh, more tech-savvy friends and younger friends and non-white friends being able to get the vaccine before people that spoke English as a second language or third language or fourth language um, saw people uh, people of color, women of color especially, um, and people that don't have access to internet or very reliable internet uh, that are typically older not being able to get the vaccine, at least as quick as the friends that are just more tech-savvy. Um, the friends that have that high-speed internet, you know. Uh, or, I mean, some some of these people don't have cars. Uh, or, you know, if there's a change in the parameters or if they're, like, God forbid, something happens and somebody had the clothes or something, uh, some of these people don't know that until they get there and they're like, oh, yeah, you're late or they had to close. So, you know, just book again. And they can't or they can't very easily. Um, so I saw all of that and then I saw like Ed was freaking out and we were trying to help him figure out how to navigate the Internet. Um He's pretty good. I mean, the man has TikTok, and he was getting on to me about me quitting. Like, that's how savvy he is. It is 87, 87, 88. And he's like, oh, yeah, I love TikTok. Love Instagram. But then in the same instance, I, my, my, my Stephen, my Stephen, 
Uh, I was about to do it again. Steven and I had to like have like a giant conversation with Ed about him like talking to quote unquote Randy Travis <laughs> on Instagram. I'm like, you're not talking to Randy Travis. Side note, I totally have an autographed photo of Randy Travis somewhere and I don't know how. I've never met him. Or have I? Or am I thinking Lyle love it? We may never know. <laughs> but so for someone to really be like, I don't know, at least proficient in social media and uh, signing up online, he he was still having trouble. But finally, he got the first vaccine and we kept up with him, making sure that he was OK. And the second one. And yeah, he was fine. A little tired here and there. So a little after he got the vaccine, uh, they opened it up to everybody in Texas, you know, except for uh, if you're under the age of 16. And so Stephen and I finally signed up. And when I was voting, I was with Stephen. We had very different voting experiences, which I believe I discussed in an Obscure Child episode. So I will save you the trouble there. But we both got the vaccine at the same time. Oh, okay, like a difference of a couple of hours. And we had very wildly different experiences. The guy that I had was very um, quiet and uh, (laughs) just, I don't know, he was shaking a lot. And I was like watching his hands as he was struggling to put on the gloves. I'm like, you're about to stick a needle in me and I wish your hands were a little steadier. And this is coming from someone who's got 13 plus tattoos. I say 13 plus because the last time I counted was 13 and I don't remember if that was the last time I got a tattoo. (laughs) But, um, you know, that's multiple needles really quickly. It's totally different. I don't have a fear of needles. You know who actually does? Steven. But anyways, uh, I don't know. It was just awkward. Um, And then afterward, uh, he put like the Band-Aid on really badly. (laughs) I I just want to get out of here. He's like, do you have any questions for me? I'm like, nope. He's like, oh, I'm I'm just used to people. I'm like, nope, read everything. Read everything online specifically uh, about this uh, this vaccine that I got, which was the Moderna one, which apparently they're saying like, oh, some people are like, oh, you got the Pfizer. Oh, I got the Moderna or the Johnson and Johnson one, which we don't talk about the oddness of taking it down after a rare amount of cases for blood clotting uh, when I don't know. There's a lot to digest there, and we won't go into it because I want to talk more about this horrible vaccine that I received. I'm kidding. No. Um, It was more or less okay, but I did have this paranoid moment where I'm like, well, I don't know. Maybe he didn't do the vaccine right, and, you know, I I didn't really get it. I only kind of got the first dose and blah, 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 blah. And then a couple of hours later, I'm like, oh, no, he did it right because I feel like complete shit. And um, there was this thing that people kept saying, they're like, oh, now the first one's going to be fine. The second one is where you're going to feel really shitty. And I don't know if I will ever listen to the mass majority again, because 
it felt really, really bad. And I had trouble breathing in and I was really, really tired. Granted, I'm also working on a video game right now. A really awesome character that I was picked for, and I'm so grateful, and I can't wait to talk about it. I've actually been working more and more on stuff outside of anime. I think, honestly, I don't know if I've recorded for anime other than a couple of little things since Waveless Cinema ended, and that's fine. You know, work is never consistent. I'd say this last year I've worked a lot, and I'm kind of grateful for the break, but I have been really busy on stuff, just not on anime, really. And this character voice that I'm doing for the video game is really intense. I actually did my final session for it yesterday, and with each time that I do it, I will not book anything for at least a week after uh an for at least a week after I've recorded because it's such a strain on my vocals. And it's not like a, oh, you're doing a weird thing. It's just a really intense, very textured, very loud voice that I love. But I like if someone was like, hey, you're going to do like 80 episodes in the next like four months um, exclusively as that voice. would be like, hey, fuck yeah, let's do this. But um, can we talk about how we're going to schedule this out? <laughs> badly. So I feel like maybe that, that, excuse me, maybe that brought something on. But the way that I've read it online, I don't know how true it is to so do not take me at my word on this. But uh, the way I read it as it, uh, through numerous sources is that if it, the first dose hits you hard, it means that at some point you had COVID. Which is pretty fucking jarring, if true, because I have gone nowhere. <laughs> I've interacted with only my husband, and my husband has been in zero contact with everybody. So, that means that somebody that's delivered something had it. And that's a whole other thing, because you know how overworked all these people that do the delivery shit and have... Uh, you know, are. So um, I just, uh, since then, I've been more vigilant about wiping shit down. And I've got like a UV wand that Steven's dad gave me. It's so funny. He's like doing it. Um, He's like, yeah, no, it kills everything. Like, I don't know. Stop waving that wand. (laughs) It's just ridiculous. I can't take you seriously. But yeah, it knocked me on my ass. And there was like two to three days. I'm like, I was, it, it kicked my ass for like a week plus. Um, Like I really wanted to work out. I wanted to do yoga, but there would just be moments where I'm like, oh, fuck. And I don't know if I can blame that fully on the vaccine or just the fact that I've been indoors a lot. But <laughs> um, yeah, that's, I spent my birthday feeling like complete and utter shit. <laughs> And uh, some people are like, oh, have a, I like have an aspirin, do this, and then other people, oh, don't do that. I. <laughs> so I did ask like a little bit before I took the vaccine, like, hey, was anyone else scared or whatever? And people gave me a lot more information and a lot more of their two cents, their three cents, their four cents, their five cents, their six pence, none the richer. And I 
I got overwhelmed. I'm like, this did not help me at all. (laughs) Uh, If anything, it made my anxiety worse. But yeah, (laughs) it's that thing. I got to stop being like, well, Stephen had an okay experience. So clearly I will too. That never happens. If I had a great experience, he has a shitty one. It's like the laws of nature. I don't understand why. But it's done. I'm whole 50% vaccinated, getting my second dose, which I have no idea what to expect next weekend. And I'm really freaked the fuck out. I'm actually going out of my way to make sure to tell my agent and people that book me, like, hey, please do not book me for the next week, at least. Please. Oh, there's some gore happening on this television. But yeah, if you've had a, a, a better experience, I'm so grateful. What I'm hoping through all this like stupid blah, 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 and it's just Terry complaining for the sake of complaining because, hey, <laughs> you know, I'm just talking while a really horrible movie's going on and drinking a little bit of wine. Terry's going to feel some stuff. But if if you didn't have a horrible experience or only the second dose laid you out or whatever, uh, I, I'm glad that your experience was better than mine. Um, I've heard that some people didn't feel anything at all or like seeing all these articles that have to come out. They're like, no, this vaccine doesn't give you heartbeats. No, this vaccine will not worsen your menstruation or (laughs) just all the stuff that people have to come out with. Like, no, I, I don't know. Um, I'm hoping that we don't have to do boosters, but I'm guessing we will because I think they, uh, the last poll that I read, uh, at least for my state alone, then like 36, 32 to 36 percent of Texans don't want to take the vaccine. I'm like, <sighs> well, that's just fucking rad, isn't it? Mm. Fine. Mm. But aside from clearing out some Judy stuff and the vaccination stuff, there's been some good stuff happening. Um, the The really cool thing is the video game thing. And um, one other thing that is still very new that I can't even really... Nope, can't talk about it yet. Still working on my book. Still working on other people's books. And uh, the occasional writing gig, aside from that. And I I debate whether or not every time we do these, uh, we do these shows, every month, I occasionally debate doing shorter, maybe weekly shows. But then I remember, I just, I enjoy doing this catch-up. And when things do get better... And perhaps myself and a potential guest are both vaccinated. We'll discuss possibly doing, you know, one-on-one episodes again. Or maybe maybe a remote one. But I, I just really enjoy looking at the person that I'm talking to. That's always a weird thing about the collaboration process. Now, I will say... Recording some of the most ridiculous shit that I have lately, I'm really glad that there is an engineer and a director and a writer and a producer and another client, 
blah, 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 literally just looking at me through a window being like, why is this bitch moving uh, all of her jelly? (laughs) I'm like, because the the voice requires this. Ah." It's really nice to look like a fucking fool and for nobody to see that. (laughs) That's one really cool thing um, as I'm petting the walls of my booth. Like, thank you. I'm so grateful. I don't know if you can hear this, but I'm petting it. And Steven's probably like, fucking stop it, I swear to God. I haven't started clapping yet, though. So there's that. So I say all of that, knowing that there's also been some incredibly, incredibly negative shit happening in the world. And initially, uh, a couple of weeks ago, I was contemplating really how to possibly bring that up. But that's something that I would really love to talk about with a guest um or i don't know i really i honestly truly do not fucking get it i don't get it i think there was a point last week where we had a shooting every day or <laughs> someone was dying needlessly at the hands of law enforcement or just my God, that the outrage machine, you know, as Stephen and I were walking into, oh God, we were walking into Lowe's today. We saw someone, you know, walking in at the same time without a mask. And I'm just like, no, 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 I'm not doing this. God damn it. Oh, like, I'm not going to stand here and watch them get outraged that they can't read a fucking sign. Or that they don't understand how private businesses work. If you don't wear a mask and they're asking you to wear a mask, don't fucking go. We live in a world where literally anything you need can be delivered to your fucking house. Just don't go. A guy delivered my food yesterday without a mask. I'm like, well, I'm wearing a mask, so... Fine, but I'm like, part of me, and I'm just like, what would it have taken you two seconds to put your fucking mask on? No, it wouldn't have, but uh, would it have hurt, is what I was saying. But no, I, I wanted to focus on some of the lighter bits. And of course, I talked about death, and I talked about my so-so experience with vaccination, but there's just too much. That's what it really became is I didn't know where to fucking start with some of this stuff. And that's where I think having a real person to vamp off of um, would benefit here. But I um, I will be providing links to organizations that could definitely use your support through uh, money or just to share and Another thing, and I had mentioned, you know, quitting TikTok, quitting Instagram. Um, I quit Facebook years before, um, which I ended up snapping at an old old colleague that very quickly became a friend when I started working at Guitar Center. I remember quitting Facebook and being like, hey, you know, like, follow me here, here, here. Um, But I'm done. And the friend very well-meaning, most likely, but it was a very much like a will, actually. And then like, a, oh, but you're going to keep Instagram. Instagram's owned by Facebook, just so you know. And I snapped. And I went, yeah, nobody on Instagram has said that I should be decapitated. 
And he's like, whoa. I'm like, dude, you don't know my fucking life. You don't know the life of being an opinionated or just being a woman on the internet. And that's not to say men don't have their difficulties as well. But in my case, I very much feel it's like, oh, you're a woman with an opinion and you're voicing it. Kill the witch. I don't know where this person's from in this scenario. But I quit Facebook and then, I don't know, uh, Instagram, blah, 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 blah. But really, end of the day, it just became too much for my anxiety. And even Twitter... Twitter is a lot because it's doom scrolling, I think is the term that I recently heard, where you're just like, what else is going on? And uh, I follow the wonderful, amazing, as I punch this pop screen, wonderful, amazing, beautiful soul that is Bernice King, the daughter of Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. And there was just a moment this week where it felt like she just knew that I needed to see that. And she was like, hey, there's a lot going on. You're allowed to be outraged. You're allowed to want to know what to do. But it's also okay to step away. It's okay to take a moment. I myself have said it, but I do sometimes <laughs> very much just like practice what I preach, but I, uh, I don't practice what I preach. Sometimes it's a, well, yeah, the rules are different for me. I've got to keep scrolling. I've got to keep in the know. I've got to keep on top of stuff. Like, if keeping on top of stuff results in you just losing yourself entirely, was it worth it? I mean, seriously, you have, uh, and I've said it before on this show, and I've said it before in life as well, which I guess is this show, but you have to look for the bright bits. When you're surrounded by darkness, I always use the imagery of throwing a blanket over your head, and you know when your eyes have adjusted to the dark, but it's daylight outside. You look for this, uh, I always think of seeing uh, the stitching, or in some cases, the holes of the blanket that I definitely should not be using anymore. <sighs> and I focus on those. I focus on the little bit of light that that darkness is providing. And you have to do that sometimes. And sometimes it's just a matter of turning everything off. I read a lot. I found that I was reading so much that I was kind of neglecting Stephen. But, uh, so one thing that we've been trying is we just listen to music together, which we'd stopped doing. We went to shows a lot, and I hate saying that in the past tense, but I don't see myself going to a show in the next five years. And I don't know if I'll ever not wear a mask in public ever again. I honestly don't know that. Um, I When I have dreams sometimes, if I'm not wearing a mask and I'm in a crowded place wherever I'm in a dream, I will literally wake up. Because I'm so terrified that I'm not wearing a mask. I don't know if that's happened to any of y'all. If it has, please, for the love of God, let me know that I'm not alone in my anxiety. Um, it's just, it's too much. It's too fucking much. So, please... I really do hope that you're taking care of yourself. There are a lot of positive things happening right now. We shouldn't ignore 
the negative, and there unfortunately is a lot. I, you know, I always feel like I'm not doing enough. Um, like Stephen and I are working on a lot of stuff right now. And there was just a point where he's like, what if we like just took a drive, like got Will, our dog, Willow, uh, got Will in the car and we just like took a drive. I'm like, well, we have all this shit to do. Like, there's just no point. And he's like, it's a beautiful day outside. Sun's out. It's kind of cool. Like, let's just go for a drive. Will had her head out the window All we did was listen to music and shoot the shit and car shop on the highway. (laughs) Oh, no, I hate that car. Oh, my God. That's not a Civic. Blah, 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 blah. Um, And maybe that's enough. Sometimes. It's just taking little vacations. I'm grateful that I've got Steven. And I really do hope that if you're listening to this, you've got somebody to vent to, somebody to bullshit with, somebody to share a nice glass of wine with, which this wine comes courtesy of the wonderful and beautiful Miss Stephanie Young or Mrs. Stephanie Young. Uh, I never know what to do when someone's married. I call myself Miss Dodie, and they're like, oh, well, it should be Mrs. Dodie. I'm like, well, I'm not married to my dad. (laughs) Um, I never changed my last name, so I'm Miss Dodie. I don't know. Saying, oh, but anyways, Mrs. Hoff. I say Dodie Hoff sometimes too. But anyways, um, Stephanie and her wonderful, I say wonderful a lot today i don't know why um husband david they are so fucking cool they're like one of those couples that it's like oh hey we should do something and i'm not like bullshitting when i say like yes we should (laughs) which some people are like yeah that'll happen (laughs) so i'm going to be sick forever i'm serious i've jokingly said this before but i've managed to pretend that i'm too busy for 10 years to a neighbor (laughs) until they moved and i was like oh thank god and then be like, oh, what? You're moving. No, we'll never. <laughs> it just doesn't work. No, 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 no. But anyways, um, these, this couple <coughs> is just phenomenal. Um, I met Stephanie when she was uh, doing odds and ends for the final batch of Claymore. And I happened to be interning at Funimation at the time. And it was like a couple of days before she was going off to get married And uh, I just thought she was so cool. She's not someone that I ever would have thought would have been cool enough to hang out with me. Because I just think she's the cat's pajamas. Um, The giraffe's necktie. Just phenomenal. I don't know what this voice is. But um, her and David have been working on their own remote remote setup. They have, uh, please follow the Brems. Uh, They have great music. Um... If you didn't know, if you are aware of Stephanie Young and know her as a voice actress, oh my God, she's, her singing voice, it's just, it gives me chills sometimes. Um, Like, uh, she got to sing, uh, she plays uh, Anastasia Palmer, or Palma, I don't forget what her last name is in uh, Sakura Wars, the animation, but her character gets to sing, and oh my God, it's so good, you guys. Just, oh, I love it so much. (laughs) I'm fine. I'm fine, I promise. But 
Um, she turned us on to this app. What's it called, Stephen? Drizzle? Drizzle. Uh, this great app called Drizzle, which um, gets you booze. I don't know if it's available in y'all's state, but it gets you booze sent to your house. So she's been sending us wine uh, anytime Stephen helps her out with... Um, uh, her and David out with like a techie issue and they've had enough techie issues that I'm curious if Stephanie just hates when we're sober. <laughs> you know, she's like, I'll send you. I was like, stop sending us wine, but don't stop sending us wine. And she just got us this really cool wine. Uh, the label is Artemis and, um, oh my God, it's pretty fucking good. But, uh, so thank Stephanie Young for the wine filter that, uh, that, accompanied this episode as always thank you so much for listening um we continue to do these obscure chatter episodes because uh i was telling steve and i'm like sometimes this is my therapy i mean outside of therapy because yeah you heard the whole thing about hiding in a closet for some uh, source of solace uh yeah (laughs) but I really do hope that you guys are doing well. I love catching up with y'all or letting y'all catch up with me, however it is. As always, uh, we did have questions uh, submitted to us this round. Um, I didn't get to them. I do appreciate them, though. And um, I, again, always appreciate them in the future as well. So follow us through ObscureChatter.com uh, or Obscure Chatter on Twitter, or me, at T-Dotally, T-E-E-D-O-T-A-L-L-Y. And uh, I will take your questions, and if they're really good, especially if they're the most random thing in the entire world, seriously. I talked about nipples on chickens in, I think, my last episode. So, oh my god, that's probably not even the weirdest thing that I talked about, but um, please look out for those links that I mentioned um, and donate if you can, share if you can. And uh, remember, look for those bright bits because they're so fucking important. Until next time. Oh, my God. Watch good stuff. Drink good stuff. Talk over good stuff. Just be great. Because you are.